Welcome to Splainin', a podcast where two guys explain things to each other that they should know, but don't. I'm Evan Smith. And I'm Jeff Sims. Welcome to episode one. Jeff, welcome to episode one to you. Oh my God, how exciting is this? It's very exciting. You need to welcome me now. Oh, well, Evan. Yes. Welcome to episode one, Thank The you Phantom so much. Menace. <laughs> <laughs> episode one, Simba's Pride. Simba's Pride, yeah. I really hope people don't get the wrong idea about what this podcast is about. <clears throat> well, I just explained it so coherently. Absolutely. And the coherency is only going downhill from here. <laughs> With every sip of beer, we get a little worse. Who are you talking to? I'm on the wine. <sighs> Suit yourself, then. I got a lovely cab salve. Do yeah. I certainly do. Never had it before. It's called Sutherland. Wait, let me, Sutherland. Let me say that more erotically. Sutherland. Ooh. And now they can Sutherland. use. I mean, are we going to get money for ads now? Is that how this works? I don't know how podcasts work. Either that or we're going to get sued for talking about a wine that we have no business talking about. I mean, I talked about it in very high notes. <laughs> notes? High notes. <laughs> I, my brain was on the wine. I was thinking like uh-uh. notes of. It has oaky notes. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Very, very high esteem you've been speaking of this. Absolutely. So we, Jeff and I, have been talking about doing a podcast for a while. Probably months. Ah, uh, yeah. I'd say closer to seasons. If we're gonna broaden <laughs> yeah yes yeah two, two seasons it's been many a season two seasons worth <clears throat> yeah and we were sitting down we went to uh the governor pub and it was really funny because i don't think it was really one ended it was very much like i sat down and we were talking about podcasts and things we were listening to and i think we both like almost at the same time we were like you know i'd really love to do a podcast and, and I think you were like, yeah, let's do it. And then it kind of just, the ball kept rolling. And we spent a lot of a lot of time trying to come up with what the podcast was going to be. And that's what it ended up being. Us just sitting <laughs> down over beers, talking about what we should talk about. Well, yes. I mean, throughout our friendship, it's a storied past of us trying to explain things to each other that the other mm-hmm. one doesn't understand and the other one is not good at explaining Yep. And it just works vice versa. And then, so now we're in the midst of the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. And my wife, Tiffany, sent me a meme a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> did you see this meme? And it was like, the the COVID-19 pandemic, not an excuse for two white heterosexual men to start a podcast. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's a, most to be affected males in the ages of 24 to 30. And I was like, great. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, yeah. we're, it wasn't. It was before the pandemic that we wanted to do it. We'll say that. Yes, it was well before the pandemic, uh, and everybody else was just followers. Do you want to 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 dive in? Let's so let's I'm, dive in. Let's dive in. So as we say, we're each going to explain. Um, we well, we each have a list. So we've given mm. each other a list of things that are you know not particularly complicated. It's not rocket science. Complicated. Yeah, um, who's kidding who? But, uh, so I have chosen something from Jeff's list that he sent me. He's chosen something from my list that I sent him. We're going to explain that thing to each other. And hopefully by the end of it, we understand what that thing is. We most likely won't because who's kidding who? There's a reason why we decided to try to do this in the first place because we're both terrible 
at explaining it. And I think that's what makes us friends is that we, we both kind of dance around what we're trying to say and the other person is able to pick up and they're like, oh, I know you're doing such a bad job of explaining it, but I know how to translate your idiocy and we just speak the same language. Right. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, that's why we're still friends. We're still on the first conversation we had where one person didn't understand and it's just still going after years. We haven't got there yet. But hopefully this is the shift. We just needed some pressure. Yes. Turn up the oh, heat. God. Yeah, pressures make diamonds. That is true. Just carbon. Right? That's one just, thing I do know. That's one thing I did not know. Did we just waste an entire topic? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, I think car- I think diamonds are just uh, carbon under Im- immense pressure. Well, I think a lot of things in the world are, are predominantly made of carbon. Yeah, but I think diamonds are pure carbon. Like, like a, a quality diamond, like a high-carat mm. diamond, is literally uh-huh. just carbon that has been squished really hard okay pretty sure well, there you go. again look it up we don't know we're not experts on anything um i'm i'm gonna begin it is the topic for this week episode one is time zones so jeff what is yeah. it you would like to know about time zones well so with time zones the reason why i came up with this um is because i i think i have a general understanding of like time zones in terms of like, they're obviously just differences in times, but wouldn't like what I don't understand is why we aren't on the same clock. Yeah. And if we weren't on the same clock, why aren't we on one that seems to be more convenient? If that makes sense. It does make sense, but it is very convenient. And I'm about to tell you why. Please do. So the first thing that this made me think of, I'm currently rewatching um, The Good Place. Have you watched The Good Place yet? I don't think you have. I, I have. I watched a couple episodes, actually. That's not watching it. I watched a couple episodes, actually. It's four oh, seasons long. That's it. It's a 20-minute okay. show. And it's just so good. I have watched all four seasons twice through, and season four only came out a couple weeks ago. Anyway, wow. there's this, have you seen the character of Jason Mendoza? Yes, I have. Yes. Out of the four episodes, that is one that I've seen. He's hilarious. He's in oh, pretty much every episode, as hmm. you will see as you keep watching, because the show is so good, and I've just told you to watch it. Um, oh, so will. immediately, as soon as you said time zones, I thought of, there's an episode where he has a quote about time zones, and it's the first thing that came to my head. So <laughs> he's in Australia. I won't give any spoilers, but he's in Australia, and he's complaining about having to watch Jaguar games at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, Jaguar the, games? Yeah. Oh, bas- like the... Basketball? Jaguars? Okay. Is it basketball? I don't know. The Jaguars. I've never heard of the, Aus- the Australian Jaguars. No, no, no. He's not from Australia. He's from the States. He's from Jacksonville in Florida. But is the Jaguars some sort of basketball team in the States? Not that I know of. I mean... I mean, you're a basketball like player. NBA. I know nothing. Yeah, but not, I don't know of an NBA team that's the Jaguars. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not. I think it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they're probably maybe like whatever's one less than the NBA. <laughs> the local high school. The local high school. Anyway, he's obsessed with the Jaguars. It's like a through line throughout the whole thing. And so he's rotted because he has to watch Jaguars episodes like 3 a.m. in the morning on Mondays. And he says, it's so annoying. Everything here is in like, I don't know how to describe it, like a different zone of time. No, that sounds stupid. A different clock land. <laughs> it's he's so funny it's so great so then i was like different i just clockland just because i knew you weren't super into the show so then i wrote you out a couple of jason mendoza quotes just because i was on the train i was like i'm just gonna tell a couple to jeff and see if he thinks they're why funny not? Um, why not he says uh 
I wasn't a failed DJ. I was just pre-successful. Like that's good. Pre-successful. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah. Yeah. For all of our lives until we die. Absolutely. I'm too young to die and too old to eat off the kids' menu. What a stupid age I am. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yes. It's just one of those idiot characters that you're like, everything you say is so valid, and we're all thinking it. And then (laughs) one that kills me is, she's so pretty, like Nala from The Lion King. And she talks so smart, like um, Nala from The Lion King. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. That's such a weird thing. Like having cartoons. Um, I saw a meme, and this is probably incredibly inappropriate, but I'll share it. It was a meme that uh, it said, "Why does Pixar insist on having all the mothers so attractive?" The mothers of they Disney use characters? different language. Yeah, well, Pixar. Right. I, they right. they used a, a bit more colorful language, but like an acronym. No, not an acronym. Okay, go on. Oh, I think I know what you're implying, but no, not an acronym. They oh. were just a bit more colorful with their descriptive language. We'll see. Right. <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> less tasteful. Thank you for <laughs> toning it down and putting some parental guidance on that. PG thirteen. Yes, this PG thirteen. Um, <clears throat> whose mom are we talking about? In Pixar, almost every mother is shaped like an aggressive hourglass or time. <laughs> Andy's mom in Toy Andy's Story mom. is just like your typical, like your friend's mom. She got a padonkadonk. Do she? She got a padonkadonk. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's shocking. Every Pixar guy's like, all right, we're gonna draw a mom and a mom and then a padonkadonk. <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of like sexual innuendos and like ref- not innuendos, but um like secret things that the animators have put into disney movies have you ever seen those buzzfeed articles yeah i don't know if they're if they're real or not there's a lot of like in the clouds of aladdin apparently there's there's like a genital and phallic symbols yes when they're a whole new world Mm. a whole nude world uh uh, and and there's a couple of other i don't know if i really believe it i mean i think the only way to truly test is to go back to your VHS because you know they weren't rewriting it in the VHS. There's a fair point. I don't have a VHS player. But actually, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, I was listening to before we started tonight. And they were talking about Blockbuster and there was a 13-year-old who wrote in and did a hometown murder. And they were explaining to this 13-year-old like what Blockbuster was or like what movie rentals were like 20 years ago and how you'd go to the movie place and there would be like 10 Mrs. Doubtfires on the wall. And that's because that was as many Mrs. Doubtfires as they had. Do you know what I mean? Like they would, they would put up a, like a pretend empty movie case. Yeah. And you would em- go take box. down the, yeah, you'd take down the empty box. You'd go over to the cashier lady and you'd be like, this is the movie that I want. And then they would give you the actual movie. But it's like, because they only had 10. So if all 10 were gone, yep. you couldn't get that movie. Yep. Do you know what's really funny is, uh, <clears throat> it's not actually, well, it, it's similar to the subject. So do you have, um, like, do you remember library cards and, like, subscriptions to the Absolutely. Library? My grandmother, Mildred, was a librarian for 35 years. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Didn't you? No, I didn't know. Yeah, all. that was her profession. My God. So I have an active library card. Um, no, you do not. I most certainly do. Her name is Libby. L-I-B-B-Y. <laughs> I'm not, I, do you think I'm joking? I'm dead serious. What do you mean it's her the, name is Libby? It, it's, it's, it's an app that you download. It's called Libby. And it's the Newfoundland Public Library. And what it is, is they have all digital downloads. So oh. what you do, it's free. So you can get all sorts of ebooks, audiobooks, everything. It's all just free. So can like, you get movies and stuff? 
I didn't try. Because they do I, have I've movies only... at the library because Bill, our friend Bill, his wife works at the library and they have like, she said it's busy these days because people are coming in to take the rent movies. Like you don't pay for them. You just have a library subscription. No, you, you can borrow yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, so you can you can rent ebooks and audiobooks. They're just free. It's the same thing as as, as if it was like the, the tangible library. I love a good audiobook, but the, it's so dependent on the narrator. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll give you, you know that. What I mean? Like the Harry Potter mm-hmm. is narrated by Stephen Fry. Oh, Everything. 10, Everything. 10 out of 10. Pen- you know I listen to that every night before bed? I do know that. And I feel like you mm-hmm. listen to the same chapter and it's the one where... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Harry... In the Deathly Hallows, the one where Harry finds out about the uh, <laughs> the God family and he just goes, Mavolo Gaunt? What? Said Harry and... <laughs> said Ron and Hermione. Mavolo Gaunt? Yep. No, I know it well. Absolutely. It's How many chapters chapter. have you sent me of you just saying Marvolo God? That's a great, great chapter. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's actually a really good um, audiobook is Patti LuPone's Super Broadway star. She narrates her own autobiography, and it is out <laughs> to Patti lunch. Of her. It is out to lunch. Yeah, I bet. Have yeah. you, have you, I've, I'm assuming you listened to the whole thing. I've listened to the whole thing. There's one point where she's so pissed off with Angela Weber that she throws a chair through a window. It's everything. It is everything. You have to listen to it. I had a fact that I wanted to bring up, but I wasn't sure, so I quickly fact-checked it by using Dr. Google. Go on. You know how you just made a comment about Blockbuster? Yes. Yeah. Did you know that Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix for $50 million? That was it. Yeah, but they probably didn't have the money. I mean, they went bankrupt, what, 10 years ago? No, 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 no. I'm talking like, when. do you remember those red boxes outside of like Sobeys? That was Netflix. And you used to have to was mail it? in the DVD. Yeah, you had to like mail in a DVD. Then the DVD would show up in the mail. You used to watch it and then you had to put it back in the mail. And then they would have these red boxes and you used to get the DVD and you got to put it back in the red box. Like that was all Netflix. And then oh. Netflix eventually figured out how to adapt to the market and figure out they had Streaming. enough forecast and foresight to, to, to be able to do it. And at the time when Blockbuster was just the, the dominator, they had an opportunity. Netflix approached them or they were sitting down talking and they $50 million is on the table. That is pennies. Pennies. I mean, Blockbuster could still be a thing. The Tiger King just made more than $50 million, I'm sure. Evan. Buddy, I pay well, how much? Seventeen bucks a month. Why do you pay so Think much? About how I get the four K by? What do you mean? Is it extra to have a four K? Yes, man. And you get more screens, so like I can have it playing on all TVs at once, which is irrelevant because there's only yeah, two of us. I mean, now, it's so. you and Catherine. How much TV screens do you need? I mean, it's good if you're yep. sharing your Netflix with other people, which I probably am. Right. There's a profile on my Netflix, so there's me and Catherine, and then there's a third one that I have no idea who's using it, and so I literally named it who's using my Netflix question mark, and I made the, what's it called? Not the icon, the um, picture? Yeah, what icon. I, what do I want to call it? The picture? Icon. I, I don't, don't know. think icon works. I made it a picture of um, Dustin from Stranger Things, <laughs> and he has this really puzzling look with his two right. teeth gone. Nice. Anyways, I'll find out who's using it one of these days. I mean, you don't really care much, do you? Because it doesn't matter because you've got so many different screens that you can use. Well, someone's chipping me out of, well, there's three of us. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, yeah, five bucks. Five bucks a month, man. That adds up. But you're not going to get any, you're not going to go down because you want your 4K. 
No, but someone is um, jipping me. I mean, yes, someone is literally stealing from you, but yeah. it doesn't really affect you. No. No. Okay, so time zones. Yeah, time zones, please. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. I found this to be very fascinating, I gotta say. I, I understood the gist of it, and like we went on a couple walks with our dogs, and I was like, Jeff, I don't know if why should we should do time zones. It's literally just this. And I, you were like, don't say mm-hmm. anything. Just leave it for the podcast. And I was like, yeah. okay. And then as I got into it, I was like, no, this is really interesting. So, our planet Earth is a sphere, which I think is one of the dumbest words that anyone has ever come up with. Sphere. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sphere. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And it spins on an imaginary axis. I mean, the, we have created It's not imaginary. Well, not I mean, we were like, it's an axis, but like, there's no axis. But like, anyway, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> every 24 hours, the Earth makes a complete <laughs> rotation, right? Uh-huh. We call that a day. Uh-huh. As your ro- location on Earth rotates... You see the sun rise and set wherever you go in and out of the light, right? Correct. And the, the example they gave on this website, I think it was for children. I was like, perfect, for Jeff. Um, oh, 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 oh. The example they gave was, if you, shine a, if you were to shine a <laughs> flashlight on a globe and spin the globe, I'm like, that's not an example. You were just like, <laughs> you just took the earth, used something that is actually still the earth, the globe, and then we're like, yeah. and the flashlight is the sun. That's not a metaphor for anything. That's just, you just made the example smaller. That's just someone trying to explain how daytime and nighttime works. Yeah. Anyway, that's what happens. So daytime and nighttime exist. Did you know that? Um, Yes. Good. If the entire world had the same time zone, noon would be the middle of the day in some places, but it would be morning, evening, or the middle of the night in other places. Yes. Which would be very confusing if you had a friend somewhere else in the world and you were like, yeah, so, you know, at lunchtime at noon... And they'd be like, noon? Noon to me is in the middle of the night. Right? So we label parts of the day using sunlight. Really. Yes. Um, Or lack thereof. So because different parts of the Earth enter and exit daylight at different times, and globally, we just want to sync up how we communicate about time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, we want to have a universal way of how we can discuss time, which we can't do if there aren't time zones. Yes. So there is actually evolution of time zones. It's actually not... That uh, it, I'm sorry, it is pretty current time zones. If we're talking the scheme of the world, the sphere of the world, the sphere of the world. Less than two hundred years ago, towns and cities set their own time zones. So one person would just make sure the official town clock read noon when the sun was highest in the sky every day, and then that okay. person would go around town and adjust everybody else's clocks to make sure that they matched. What a terrible job. Seriously. Like, also, how did you get into my house, Dwayne? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how did you, like, honey, did you adjust the clock? It's like, no, Dwayne must have been here. It's like, the door was locked. Lock your door. (laughs) Pilgrim. Thermostat. Every father knows where the thermostat's at. Dwayne comes around and messes with the clock and then turns the thermostat. The thermostat in 1800. Um, So, as the world became more connected, this became more complicated. Because people were traveling larger distances, right? (laughs) Dwayne couldn't quite make it around. (laughs) Just just Dwayne trying to make it around the world in 24 hours, Santa Claus. So, people, (laughs) people were traveling larger distances more frequently and going through numerous time zones. At one point, train stations in the U.S. Yeah. Had to keep up with 75 time zones. Right? Exhausting. Stupid. Come up with something better. 
So in the late 1800s, a group of scientists came up with a new system for time zones. It, they called it Standard Time and built a time zone map by studying Earth's movements. Mm-hmm. So as Earth rotates on its axis, it moves about 15 degrees an hour. And after 24 hours, it completes a full rotation of 360 degrees. With me? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm with you. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get my sphere with a flashlight and trying to figure out what exactly that's <laughs> break out your globe and turn yeah. on your flashlight on your iPhone. That could break out your globe and get your flashlight, turn down the lights <laughs> and start the clicking. Uh, scientists use this information of the fifteen degrees every hour to divide the planet into twenty-four sections or zones. Each time zone is fifteen degrees of longitude, which is those lines going down your globe. Mm-hmm. Wide. And 15 degrees times 24 sections equals 360 degrees. So okay. that's how they got that math. Yep. Um, but the distance between time zones aren't all equal. So it's greatest at the equator, and then it shrinks to zero at the poles because the way that the Earth curves. Yep. Right? Certain areas are getting more sun, blah, 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 blah. Yep. So these imaginary dividing lines of longitude mm-hmm. begin at, I think it's Greenwich. It's spelled Greenwich, but I know that's not it. It's Greenwich. Yeah, like Greenwich Village in New York, right? That's exactly yeah. correct, yeah. So Greenwich, but now it's a, we're talking about the suburb in London. Um, so that's I'm the, also doubting us now. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. No, I think you're right. That's what my gut said. I was like, I, it, I know I want to say Greenwich, but I know I can't go with that. Um, so that's the primary dividing line of longitude, which if you remember grade 10 geo, it was the prime meridian. No, can't remember. Did you do history instead? Yes, I did history. <laughs> See, I did geo. And got 100. You didn't do world history? Nope, I did geo and I got 100. What? My geo teacher was hilarious and we were all we didn't have We didn't have geography. You didn't have the option? No, we, we chose between world history and French. And I chose uh, world history. Wow. Uh-huh. I also did French. Did not get 100. I didn't even do French. Um, blah, 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 blah. So the time at Greenwich is called Greenwich Mean Time, GMT. And as you moved west from Greenwich, every 15-degree section or time zone is an hour earlier than GMT. And while okay. you move east of Greenwich, it's an hour later than GMT. When you, when you mean move, you mean every time you hit one of those longitudinal Yeah, strokes? every time you move 15 degrees on the globe... You hit a different section or time zone, which is and now an, one hour. an hour ahead or behind, depending on which direction you're moving in. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. also called UTC, or Coordinated Universal Time. Uh, but by the time I read that, that it was the same thing. I was already like, I had written GMT so many times. Like, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Move on. I've already practiced how to say Greenwich. Um, so <laughs> if, you look, <laughs> if you look up a time zone, you will frequently see GMT plus or minus whatever afterwards so it's always telling you your relationship to greenwich mean time which just makes the math a little easier rather than having to memorize the globe and like where the lines of latitude fall so like just for example i see your question in face but i will explain it and you'll be like oh if you look at botswana it's gmt plus two mm-hmm. and egypt is gmt minus two so they're four hours apart right yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the whole GMT plus or minus just makes it super easy to follow. Okay, how far ahead or behind am I from this place? I, am I stupid? We don't still use that system, correct? Like the GMT plus or minus. Yeah. If you look up Newfoundland time, which I'll get to, it is plus or minus blank. Okay, but like I don't think we actually practice. 
practically use that in like conversation of like you can catch friends at eight eastern standard time and then it's like in parentheses gmt plus minus two no they don't put that in there but otherwise you're going east you have to memorize what eastern standard time is in term in relation to your time yeah but what okay no keep going i'm with you i just like when you said gmt i'm like i don't think i've ever seen that like i didn't either i didn't realize like but i've seen i have seen it after time zones and was like i don't Mm. know what that is but it it makes it much simpler so like plus two minus two so if it's 2 p.m in egypt it's 6 p.m in botswana you just add four right yeah that makes like that makes sense absolutely um what's super interesting is that everyone doesn't use time zones what in china I found this fascinating. In China, even though the country stretches, what, uh, like when, when the scientists divide up the Earth into the 15 degrees, China yeah. actually stretches three technical time zones. But all yeah. across the t- country, China was like, nope, we're using the same time in the whole country. Okay. And they do. So like in Canada, you know, Toronto is an hour and a half ahead of us, or behind us, yeah. rather. China, yeah. it doesn't matter that they're outside of the same time zone. They're just like, nope, the whole country is going to be the same time all the time. Uh, and other nations did the opposite. They adopted systems that changed time zones more frequently. So they have like 15 or 30 minute inter- increments. Um, so mm-hmm. today there are, there are more than the 24 time zones that they originally came up with. Like us, if yeah. you're thinking 30 increments, we are NST, right? Which is Newfoundland Standard Time. Yeah. Uh, because of our location and due to the fact that we were we are an island and we were a separate dominion when time zones were created, right? Like we weren't part of Canada. No, but shouldn't they ignore the fact that we are part of Canada anyways? Like if they're going to separate the earth into 15 degrees, yeah, 15 but, degree segments. <clears throat> yes. But what they did was because if you look at that 15 degree segment, we are perfectly mm-hmm. on the Eastern half. So like if you yes. broke it down to 7.5, 7.5, we are on that right 7.5. So they were like, let's just do the half an hour because we lie perfectly in the half an hour. Okay. Um, like half an hour with like Halifax. Half an hour from Atlantic Standard Time, which is Halifax, yes. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, we are GMT minus 3.30. Like three hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, so we are three hours and okay. 30 minutes behind Greenwich Mean Time, which is like zero. Okay. Because it's the prime meridian. Yes. Um, and then I just went like interesting things. So the country with the most time zones, do you want to guess? It might be fun if you guess. Russia. No. They're a second. The country with the most time zones is France. And it's you wouldn't guess France because you're like, France isn't that big. But no. France is like, it's kind of a cheat because France is just like a big old landlord. Like literally, like they just, own, they are the lord of all of the lands. <laughs> Which is also like, I was today years old when I realized what land, like the root of landlord was. You know what I mean? Like landlord, like you are a landlord. You have a basement apartment. Yes. You are the lord of that land. <laughs> I like guess. that's where it stems from. Exactly, or pancake is a cake made from a pan. <laughs> I mean, sure, yes, sure. Sure, I guess, I guess. I mean, I it know. is as literal as landlord is, so yes, you were right. Yeah. What else um, is literal? <laughs> and a silence grew across the room. Well, one of the things in life are literal. Um, so yeah, tw- France has 12 time zones and one of them, of course, see, like they, like we know a good example because St. Pierre Miquelon, which is just off the coast of Newfoundland yes. is owned by France. Yes. But just think of how far that away, that is away from France, but they own that. So that's, oh, that's one oh. of the time zones in France. That's what I'm saying. Like it's sort of a cheat. 
How many levels, how many different like uh, separate pieces of land does France actually own that are like disconnected like that? I'm going to guess at least 12 because they have 12 different time zones. Do you understand what I asked though? Is like, like France has like, I mean like separate pieces of land that aren't part of. Oh, like, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like obviously those separate pieces of land aren't close together. Yes. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Like how many of those pieces are like, like St. Pierre? I would imagine most of them. Because they're in different time zones. I, had, so, I mean, I had no idea. That's give, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, given the time zones are fifteen degrees of the Earth apart, that's mm-hmm. a substantial area of land. So if they're in twelve different time zones, that's half of the twenty-four original time zones. Or if uh, a country was like the actual spacing of their land was more horizontal on yes. the globe than it was vertical. Yeah, like if they stretched across and yeah. then. They they might not have a lot of land, but because they space horizontally, then yes. they might just hit different time zones every fifteen yeah. degrees. Absolutely, interesting. Um, so yeah, so like Saint Pierre is GMT minus three because they're a half an hour yeah. ahead of us. But then yep. while I was re- while I was typing this in, the next time I was like, oh wait, what was that again? Because I didn't read it properly. When I looked in the second time, it said minus two, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it said minus three a second ago, and I got super confused. So their time zone is called PMST, Pierre Michelon Standard Time, but they only use it in the winter. What? Because of daylight savings time. Ah. Uh. So then I had to go down the daylight savings time train because I was like, this must really mess up time zones. Oh, yeah. And it does. So a John Murray Anderson classic. Daylight he came up with time, time zones? He didn't come or up he, with time zones. Or time, uh, daylight savings time? Uh, he came up with, uh, and I'm going to butcher this, even though, hilariously enough, I was a part of the, the original musical written by Cobb McDavid. But um, he, his father, John Murray Anderson Sr., came up with um, the Daylight Savings Time, I think. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm about to tell you all about it, because I knew nothing about it. I always sort of wondered about it, but it's, it's very important in length to time zones. I think they called it Anderson's Time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so time, this is a, when, when time zones start getting confusing is when daylight savings times comes in, um, because everyone doesn't do daylight savings time. Like it's not a Why global not? thing. Most people, the majority of the earth does not do daylight savings time. Why? I'm going to tell you. Well then come on. Okay. So, um, your GMT plus or minus changes by the hour if you use daylight savings time. So we are GMT minus 3.30, as I told you. But during daylight savings time, we are GMT minus 2.30. Right? Okay. So we move back a time. Time to go to the dentist, yep. 2.30. <laughs> <laughs> um, so time zones change names. Some time zones change names during daylight savings time. Like Eastern Standard Time, which is our favorite TV time. Like I remember being a kid and everything yeah. was Eastern Standard Time. You'd be like, okay, I better memorize this. An hour and a half. So if... yeah. Pokemon right. starts at six o'clock. That means I gotta be <laughs> inside the house at four twenty. Sat down with me craft dinner and be able to watch it now at four thirty. No other way around. We were ahead of them. That's why I missed every episode. <laughs> That's why I know nothing about Pokemon's. That's why I know nothing about Pokemon. Um, so yeah, Eastern Standard Time during daylight savings time becomes EDT Eastern Daylight Time, which already okay. gets confusing though. We can't call it the same thing. Um, so modern daylight savings time actually came around about World War I when it was used as a measure of conserving coal. So they were just trying to save energy because daylight changed, right? 
Yes. So they were just like, okay, well, why are we going to start burning the old furnace at 5, a, 5 p.m. if 5 p.m. is still sunlight out or 5 p.m. is still not cold yet because of the Yes. The, you know what I mean? So they were like, let's yep. move the clock ahead so we can save some coal. I mean, like, globe or not globally, but, you know, in a country, you can save millions of dollars of coal if you're just moving it by an hour. Or if you were just like, hey, why don't we just burn the coal when it's cold? Well, exactly. But if you wait till, I mean, I'm sure at that time, if you wait till it's cold, by the time it heats up, your grandmother's like an icicle in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Your mother's, your grandmother's an ice cube in the bathtub. I didn't say ice cube, but ice cube would have been better. She's like, Henry, the water was warm when I got in. Nan, I'm sorry. Hold on, let me get the coal real quick. Oh, sorry. oh the Jesus, sun comes it's up later. It's four thirty, Nan. I can't put it on for another half an hour. But anyway, that is why they began to like savings time. That was the beginning of it. Wow. So, and then my, most countries and cities were just like, "Yeah, we'll just keep it. It's just going on. Like, why not? Like, that's, the light changes. Let's just adapt to the light and use it." Yep. In the United States, Arizona, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, the Virgin Islands, and America Samoa. Do not observe daylight savings time. Okay. In Canada, the Yukon, most of Saskatchewan, and some parts of Quebec and some areas in BC do not use daylight savings time. Is that because where they stand near the uh, equator? Exactly. It is most, it's mostly in temperate climates where the seasonal difference in sunlight is most extreme. Yeah. Right? So like when you notice a big old difference in sunlight, mm-hmm. therefore in heat, um, that's when they make the big shift. Okay, that um, makes but, sense. But the interesting thing is, it's actually up to each municipality in Canada if they decide to use it or not. Like, it's not up to the country. Like, do you know what I mean? A, like, a municipality is such a small governing body that can decide whether they use daylight savings time or not. Torbay. <laughs> Excuse me, honestly, boss. I got to it on there. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead now. We're ahead enough of this. Honestly, like, time so zones, silly. apparently, in Canada anyway, are up to provincial and territorial government. So, like, the province can decide whether they change time zones i i get i get province-wide because like i said we span so much land there's so much geography between us and and bc that i get like how many variants like how many time zones are there in canada do you know that uh i think there are four or five i think we're four and a half hours ahead of bc so I think once we go back a half an hour, it's Atlantic Standard Time, and there's four hours to get over to BC. I'm pretty sure. Are you looking this up right now? Oh, yeah. That's an easy way of doing it, isn't it? By just counting it by the, by the hour, because every hour is 15 degrees. Yeah, exactly. And that's how many variants. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. But like I said, it's up to, like, we technically, if we're going to stick with the 24 hour or the 24 time zones, we should just be the same as Nova Scotia. Or anywhere else that is in our 15-degree slot. But we went on the half yeah. an hour. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's up to provinces and territories in Canada whether they do it or not, which seems like a lot of power for small for a small division of government. Like, next time I vote in the provincial election, like I want to hear every candidate's stance on time zones and daylight savings. I'm like, how much are you going to mess me up? You're like, uh-huh. uh, I, de- I decree when I'm in power... I'm going to change the time zone to the same as Botswana and we're not going to observe data and savings time anymore. Like they could do it. 
They probably could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They probably could. Anyway, that's time zones for you. That is that is the conclusion of time zones for you, my friend. I like it. So as a recap, um, time zones are designated by a longitudinal 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 yes longitudinal uh, separation of the sphere. Oh, uh, I had to use that word. I had to use the word. Uh, there are worse words. Um, <clears throat> how many? Do you say there are twenty-four? Yeah, because it's fifteen degrees. Twenty-four by fifteen, and there's three hundred sixty so degrees, degrees total. So you just divide in three hundred sixty by fifteen. Yeah. So no, three hundred sixty by f- by fifteen is twenty-four. That's what I just said. Nope, it's not. It certainly is, and we can replay it, it because it's recorded. This is the kind of conversation we would have <laughs> in real life, and you'd be like, "That's not what you said." I'd be like, "Yes, it is." And you'd be like, "Nope, you didn't say you didn't say that." And now uh, I can be like, "Yes, I did." Not cutting out. No, nope, not cutting it out. Keep no, we're it cutting in it out because buddy. I'm proving no, you wrong. Cutting it out. Enough of this. Um, so yes, so the planet's divided by fifteen, and originally we had Dwight going around everybody's house, going up, making sure. The sun was up 12, or the highest peak at 12, and he was changing everybody's clock. And Dwight just had it hard. He had it hard. And as the world became more connected, they decided to unify the numbers instead of the yes. relationship. Yep. And so, so that 9 a.m. in one place is the same looking as 9 a.m. in somewhere else. Well, I mean, they were already doing that. That's the thing. They were already doing the like the... When you're like, like I said, in the states, there was 75 different time zones because they were always going. When the sun is highest in the sky, it's noon. But if yes. everywhere does that, it's just too much. It's way too difficult. Yes, but yeah. what they did is GMT. Yeah, uh, I think I, I think I get it. I think you do. Well done, Thank Evan you. Smith. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it very much. I learned lots. Great. I did. I'm ready. I'm gonna pour myself some more wine. Oh yeah. Stress Great. is over now. You got your topic out of the way. Some more Sutherland, please. <coughs> Sutherland. The sphere from Sutherland. <coughs> Sorry. Down the wrong way. Also, the real, the real question that you forgot to look into is um, flat Earth and how, that, how time zones work with flat Earth since they have no horizontal axis. Well, they don't need a... Vertical need? axis. Vertical axis. Well, flat a Earth flat Earth does have vertical axis. It had no. It has horizontal, but also vertical. Yes, because it it has a width, but I mean, like, not really. Well, flat Earth is a square. N- no, it's still a circle. It's just not a. Uh, oh, is that it? Is flat Earth still? They still think it's a circle. Yeah. Oh, that's really dumb. Buddy, they just don't think it has like they don't think it's a globe, like a sphere. I they thought think it's flat, a flat Earth was Earth. like you know, like you know when you look at a map of the globe, like a rectangular map of the globe. Yes, that's what they think it is. Well, then that's not a circle. No, but they just cut the corners off. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, is that what they think? Yes. Well, then it does have vertical lines. No, because they just take the map and they hold it like this. Like it doesn't have any like 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 the the Earth doesn't bend at all. You just walk across it, so there's no like there is up and down. But like when you get to the edges of the the the, the polars, you tr- the polar opposite, you drop off. You just die. The polars, the polar opposites. You just meant the poles. Yeah, <laughs> I did. That's what I meant. <laughs> 
Okay, explain something to me, yeah. because I don't understand what the hell you're talking about right now. No, honest to God. So, Evan's uh, topic that he wanted explained to him uh, is deja vu. Sure is. Yeah, what is deja vu, and why does it happen? Ex- uh, I mean, I have said to Tiffany many a time, I'm having deja vu right now, and then I'll explain to her what, what I'm feeling, and she's like, that's not what deja vu is. I'm like, yes, no. it is, but apparently it's not. I'll explain it to you. So first Please. off, uh, it's going to come with a disclaimer, okay? So um, first off, I'm, I'm going to, to the best of my ability, explain what it is, okay? Why it happens, I'm not going to be able to, to do fully because... Like no one can? Exactly. There's like, I'm going to go through some of the theories and why it happens and why we think it happens. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some person out there who's like, no, I know, and they're going to tell me and I'm going to feel like an idiot because I spent an hour Googling it as opposed to years and years and years of research and, and tedious amounts of experimentation. And that's experimentation. Just not what, what is it called in experiments? No, no, no. I like that word. I'm just thinking of like these people who are like, would you like to be part of a science experiment for $20? And they're like, okay. And then they just like experiment on them with this like crazy. I mean, go on. It doesn't matter. Go on. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take these drugs for 20 bucks, kid. We're doing an experiment. Honestly, that shit happens. You don't even know. I was listening to a podcast today. Uh, it was Rogan's newest one where he talks to this guy who um, wrote a book. It took him 20 years to write this book. It's all about Charles Manson, the CIA, and everything that happened between the 50s and the 70s. And they were talking about some crazy shit about like they used to like – it was hilarious. They called them Johns, guys who used to go into brothels all the time for, for um, sex workers. And they used to bring him into a room and they'd get the sex worker to leave the room and then they would um, spray them with LSD. Just spray them or like put it in a drink or food, LSD. And then they would just study them for hours and they would work on like without telling them. These weren't people that they signed up and got 20 bucks. No, these are guys that paid hundreds of dollars thinking they were getting something else and walked away with just getting incredibly drugged. And they would just study LSD and the effects of LSD on these people. And then they would try to control their minds. Like there was this whole psychological. I know um, about all about that. Do you? Yes. Did you see um, the movie with the weird water creature who falls in love with a woman and it's like the most awkward thing you've ever seen oh the shape the shape of water you mean the little mermaid <laughs> no but yes um the shape uh, of water it's a i don't know how i feel about the movie i want to say it's a good movie but then i stopped myself partway through it's weird but essentially there's a there's a lot of that going on there's like lsd experimentation and mm-hmm. um there's a word for this, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah, like we, none of us know what the CIA and whatever is up to. Like, and we're no, not supposed not to know. Clue. But it's like they could be up to literally anything, and we are now anything. flagged because we've said that. Yep. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. And us here talking about flat Earth, then shocking. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. We're double flagged. Double flagged. We're like we're oh, red flagged God. on our Gmail. Yeah, on the Gmail. Funny. Okay, so deja vu. Yep. So first off, I'm going to explain what it is. Um, and as, uh, previously to what Evan said about us going for walks with our uh, doodles, is that... Uh, doodles being the have, dogs, not like pictures that we drew that we thought were cool. We actually don't go for walks. <laughs> we sit down in the living room and draw pictures of us going for walks. <laughs> Golden doodles. 
<laughs> Golden Doodles. Um, is that we have these conversations. And I remember when we were walking the other day, you wanted to explain to me what you thought it was, and I didn't want to hear it. I was like, no, that's gold. So I'm going to start with asking you, what do you think deja vu is? Okay. So, I mean, I think I'm right, but I think I've just chosen some weird experiences to explain to Tiffany. But I think deja vu is if I'm having an experience, like if, say, okay, you and I are doing this right now. Mm-hmm. And I go, and in my brain, something is going, you've lived this before. This has happened before. Mm-hmm. That's deja vu. But I, the, the, I go further than that sometimes. And like, and this is when Tiffany's like, that's not deja vu. Is when, <laughs> sorry, I'm on my second glass of wine. Yes, um, to God. When I go, like, there's a period where I think, I'm, I, if I could stop time right now, I could tell you what's going to happen in a second. Okay. But I, but I don't, I mean, obviously I can't do that. But like, that's where I think like, okay, if I'm having deja vu right now, and I would stop talking, I would go, okay, the next thing Jeff is going to say is blank. And then I can't stop time to say that. And then when you say it, I go, yeah, that's what I was going to say you were going to say. Yeah. So is that what you say? And Tiff goes, that's not deja vu? Yes. Yeah. So that is, that is not deja vu. Oh man, I thought you were gonna say, well, Tiffany's wrong. Well, Tiffany's wrong. No, the first thing you said is absolutely correct. The term deja vu is French and it means literally. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> <as> a... <laughs> Buddy, I took history, I didn't take French. <laughs> deja vu. Deja vu. Oh, God, deja vu. And it means already seen. So oh, those Okay, who... that is information. Yeah. Those who have experienced the feeling describe it as an overwhelming sense of familiarity with something that shouldn't be familiar at all. And that's the most important part, is that they, they feel like it's familiar when it shouldn't be. Okay, So when you said a second ago, we're having this conversation right now, we're doing this podcast, and you have this overwhelming feeling, feeling in your head, in your brain, where you say, this has happened before, holy crap. Yeah. When in reality it hasn't. Yeah, and I know it has I, I know this is episode one, so it's like, in reality, I can go, this hasn't happened, this is deja vu. Exactly. That right. is deja vu. The moment when you say, I've had this conversation before, holy crap, I know exactly what Jeff's going to say, he's going to say this, that's not a part of deja vu, but it's actually a pretty relevant thing in, in, in some of the studies that people have been doing of predictability and how people take instances of deja vu and subliminal learning and subconscious learning and they're able to use that to predict what's going to happen next now it's it's very unfounded there's moments of like there was one person who was just talking out of their ass i.e me but yeah. it was they were like it, it was very convincing but then afterwards i was like i don't know if it's true or not uh but i'll get to that in a second but essentially the first part of what you said is exactly correct which is you sit down you have this overwhelming feeling of holy crap this has happened before or i've been here before i've seen this before it's a hundred percent a subjective feeling that overcomes you and you can't explain why or how where you can't explain it and it feels familiar when in reality it is not okay Okay. This is going to be Every, fascinating. I mean. Oh, that's it. I'm done. 
Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Let's cut so, 40 minutes of me talking about time zones. Yes, honest to God. Uh, no, but as a uh, some little facts about it. So uh, 70% of the population report having experienced some sort of degree or form of deja vu. Wait, what? Okay. Only 70%? Yeah. 30% well, of people think they've never had deja vu before. They've never had deja vu before. Yep. I've had it. Oh, actually, I don't know how frequently, but like, mm-hmm. I would say once a month on average. Well, then you're going to be concerned with the upcoming sentences. Oh, um, Jesus! A higher number of instances occur uh, with people between the ages of 15 and 25. Okay? It decreases in age. As you get older, instances of deja vu decrease. Okay? Um, and has only seemed to occur from ages 8 and up. So anyone below the age of 8 has not reported instances of deja vu. Okay. Okay. So there are two types that I'm going to talk about. One I'm not really going to get into because it's kind of I don't want to use the word black and white, but it's kind of cut and dry. Uh, mm. And, and it's <laughs> I don't want to say black and white, but I'll just say something that means the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I can't really. It, it, it's not really. I'm not going to say the word. Uh, anyways, déjà vu is. Also firmly associated with heavy temporal lobe epilepsy. So people who have... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. People who have severe uh, epilepsy and have frontal lobe seizures, a lot of times will experience deja vu as an aura. Do you know what an aura is? Uh, Like you can see a color? No. It's it's, It's like a warning. So yeah, but like, is, it a, is it a visual warning? No, there are, there are many types of auras. So okay. aura just means like a warning of something. So people with severe epilepsy within the frontal lobes, the temporal uh, lobes, sorry, uh, often get really, really, really frequent deja vu. And it's kind of, it's oftentimes seen as, a, as an aura, as a warning. So if they- As a trigger or something's going to happen? The seizure, yes. Oh. So like if they have like, uh, a deja vu and then another deja vu and they're like holy shit they know seizures happening um and then they do whatever they would do to to be proactive why i had a student once an adult student who has petty mal seizures which is like she it's amazing it actually never happened i think when we were here but it it um like you would be talking to her and then she would yeah go blank like she just in the yep. conversation she would just stop and her face would mm-hmm. freeze in whatever position it was in yep and then maybe a minute later she would come back it was wild uh, yeah it's pretty crazy hey yeah pretty pretty crazy but uh the reason why that happens in in uh these severe epileptic uh cases are because all neurons are just firing all at the same time and that's kind of, and, and just because I don't know much about seizures, I'm not going to get into it, but just very, 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 very brief reading is that's what it is. It's just a, a, a strong activity of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why I was laughing. Uh, uh, you said like Matthew McConaughey. Oh. Um, just a lot of firing off of, of neurons and stuff like that. And just so frequently the brain and the body doesn't know how to interpret it. Cause they're all just firing off at once causing seizures. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I'm not going to dive into that because there's, there's no real point, but right. um, where we're going to get into are some different explanations on why it could happen. Okay. Um, so this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Okay. So um, 
let me just get this up right now. So first off, um, I want to talk about something that I thought that you were going to say to be confused about when it comes to deja vu. Um, and it's what I hear a lot of people are. So like, let's say you and I have this exact same conversation. We have this conversation now. And then three months later, we have a very similar conversation where we talk about the same topics and the conversation goes the same way. And I go, oh man, that's like deja vu, right? That's not deja vu. But because, is it, are you saying that because you didn't remember our previous conversation? No, I'm saying that because it felt like the same conversation, but like the, excuse me, it's supposed to be, you have no, there's no reason why it should seem familiar, right? right. Like a lot of people will confuse, like uh, the Matrix. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the Matrix? Yeah, the cat comes across the path and it's like, whoa, yeah. deja vu. They're like, deja yeah. vu is a glitch in the Matrix. Exactly. Yeah, it's such I've an iconic Matrix scene. A lot. I don't know if you know this about me, but I've seen all three I Matrixes do. many a time. Great. But like the cat comes across the screen. He yeah. looks away. He looks back and the cat goes again. Yeah. So that's not, that's familiar for a reason because it happens twice. So that's not deja vu. Do you know what I mean? Because he sees it yeah, happen but, once but then, and then he but, sees but, it happen again. But Morpheus again. says, this is the thing. This is the point. Morpheus says, well, no, I, th I think it might be Trinity. Once it somebody Trinity. says, doesn't matter. Was it the same cat? Yes. And Keanu Reeves says, I don't know, it might have been. And then yeah, they but say, what, what? Deja Vu is a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, but like it would have been different if we as an odd, like I think they did it cinematically because they didn't know how to how the how to portray Deja Vu to the audience without with without him just saying it. Like if they just show one cat going across the screen and just Keanu Reeves' dumb face going, no, but you're not remembering it correctly. The cat is on a windowsill. The cat goes onto the windowsill, does this weird little shake. And then keeps walking. And then the next cat does the exact same thing. And it's the, it looks like the same cat. Like it, it actually looks the, like it looks like the same video clip has been played twice. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So therefore, like it has it has something to be familiar. It's like a replay. Right. It's not so it has something you've already seen, but it's because it hasn't happened. You shouldn't be familiar about it. So it's it would make more sense if the second if the clip just happened once and Keanu Reeves just went, Ooh, that oh, felt like deja oh. vu. Right, I see what you're saying. Yes, right. It's actually not deja vu because he literally did watch it happen twice. Exactly. He so he would. He, it would have been better for him to be like, "Hey guys, I think there's a there's a glitch. I just saw the same cat do the same thing twice. That would right. make more sense than him going, oh, right.' But it didn't vu. literally happen. Like no one else no. could have possibly seen it because it's just his deja vu. Exactly. It would have made uh, more sense for him to see the cat once. Yeah, and him to go, "Ooh, that's weird." I don't know why, but I have this moment of deja vu where I feel like I've seen the yep. cat before. No, That's I'm crazy. with you. I'm with you. That would yeah. have made more sense. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Good. Good explanation. So a lot of the Matrix was a good, good tangent. Thank you very, very much. So there's a couple of ways that people describe on why these things could happen, and it has a lot to do with the the biology and the structure of the brain, how we perceive and um, how we perceive things such as stimuli, and how memory is encoded and retrieved mm -hmm. because it's all about a missing step, right? So we, we both agree, like I said, you're, you're experiencing something for the first time, but it feels like you've done it before, which means somewhere down the line, your body is misinterpreting what is happening as something that has happened before. Mm -hmm. So at what point is it misinterpreting it? Okay, so Oftentimes, there's a discrepancy or a disconnect between the parts of the brain that are responsible for your unconscious processing and then the parts of the brain 
that control and that are responsible for your conscious processing. Okay, to give you an example, your occipital lobe in the brain is where your visual cortex is, okay, and where you see things through the eye, the occipital lobe's in the back, back of your head, right? And when you see things through your eyes, it actually passes a couple of different places before it actually makes its way to the occipital lobe, the visual cortex, and gets actually processed in your brain as an image, okay? It hits the amygdala, and it hits uh, the tectum. So the amygdala is actually responsible for emotional responses, okay? So fear, anger, uh, joy, anything like that is all controlled by the... I know what emotions are. (laughs) I'm feeling many of them right now. Are you? Which one? Insult by... (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I am... I have to say fascinated. I don't know what any of the words you're saying means. I'm just staring at you like you're a good old chocolate cake. I'm like, tell me more, <laughs> chocolate cake. No, no, that sounded like I was attracted to you. It's not what I meant. doesn't That's matter. It. Oh, I <laughs> that you're attracted to chocolate cake. I mean, I'm much more attracted to a bag of Lay's chips, I got to say. Buddy, you could polish off a bag of sour cream and onion, couldn't you? You've watched me do it and been disgusted yeah. by it, I know. Disgusted and impressed. There are very little things that have done both, but that, yeah. sir, is one of them. Yep. But anyways, so um, the amygdala is responsible, like I said, for emotional responses and uh, also for uh, a story. And then the tectum, which is responsible for reflexes and responses to visual or auditory cases. So that's why when you have, um, you know, if you like you touch your hand on a hot stove and it's all, you pull your hand faster than you actually feel it. Well, your autonomic system... Right, yeah, yeah, You feel it after you've pulled your hand away. Yeah, so there's yeah. neurological reasonings for that, yeah. um, which is why you don't feel it, but also your body will respond to things faster that way than, yeah. than a lot of the neurological things like that. And before your brain even perceives what's happening, right? Um, so that also is through tectum. And also, like, if someone throws a ball... You almost don't process that the ball is coming. You just happen to catch it or you move out of the way or whatever the ca- case may I mean, be. You're talking to the wrong guy when we're starting to talk athletics. Yeah, the ball just hits you square some- in the face. <laughs> yeah, very rare to throw a ball and my body reacts quicker than my mind. I'm like, oh, there's a ball thrown. I'm like, oh, look, I missed it. It hits it, your, your body processes it, then it hits the tectum. You move too late and then you get pissed off by the amygdala because you got hit in the head with the ball. Absolutely. Shocking. Uh, but anyways, what I'm saying is that there are many steps in between when there is a visual stimuli before it actually hits your brain for processing, okay? So mm-hmm. between these couple of steps, a lot can happen, right? A lot of memories are affiliated with emotion, right? So a lot of times you won't actually remember a specific instance. You just remember how you feel. You remember or how you felt. You remember, um, you know very specific things that make you sad or angry you remember those very specifically or if it could go vice versa when you get angry you remember something or when you get sad you remember something because you because felt the emotion yeah exactly there's a strong affiliation with the emotion uh that draws you to the memory right um the tectum portion is is not really relevant to the same context but what i'm saying is that it's just another step in the way for the memory to fall through okay right um let me just scroll down to page a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so also something that's super, super important within the brain that has to do with memory. Because like I said, all of this is, is about memory because it's about experiencing something and feeling like you've experienced before, which is what a memory is. Um, I probably should have started with that. 
But like, hang on, um, hang on. So is it a memory? No. It is not a memory. Well, see, here's the thing. Deja vu is the overwhelming feeling. That That's it what is it is. A memory. It's, it is a f- exactly. It's right. a feeling, right? Okay. It's not a memory. It's not a lost right. memory. It's not anything. Right. It's a feeling. It's it. F- arguably, it's an emotion, right? It's an right. overwhelming yeah. feeling that right. you have experienced this before, when in fact you have no familiarity to it. Now, that's how I feel when I drink co- some good wine, like some this good is- wine, some Southland. No Sutherland. Uh, Southlands. Imagine a wine brewed in the Southlands. Southlands. Um, yeah, so there's also the hippocampus, which is uh, responsible for that object again? recognition. What? Hippocampus? The hippocampus. Like where all the, ha- well, all the hippos go to get their doctorate degrees? To the camp. <laughs> no, a camp. It's like university. Never mind. Go oh, on. Nah, <laughs> to the campus. Yeah. Um, so that's where a lot of places, uh, a lot of places, listen to me go. Uh, this is where the brain recognizes object recognition, spatial memory. It's also where they, uh, where the body will create new memories. Okay. So that's where all the, a lot of the long-term memories and stuff like that will go to it's into the hippocampus. Right. So <laughs> I can't not hear it as hippo campus. Would you like me to separate it that way just for you? Hippo campus? Or hippocampus. I mean, I'm I'm going to either way. It's better if you pronounce it a different way. <laughs> hippocampus. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Um. Yeah. So when you have uh, memories and the formation of memory, okay, uh, that's where one of the theories come from. Is that somewhere within your memory, somehow, when you were perceiving the stimuli encoding it or so on and so forth that there was an interruption and because of the interruption in in one of these steps i'm going to go through that when it comes time for you to relive the the experience Mm. it it means that it's unfamiliar so you get that feeling that you've lived it before but you have no memory of it um and that's what's super important is that memory is not kind of like our copy and paste it's more like a like a reliving so, like, when we run through our day and we see things, like just normal objects or normal situation, our brains are constantly working and they're constantly scanning them to see if they are familiar to us, okay? Once something is familiar to us or once they do deem it as familiar, the information gets fired up and it gets associated with the memory from the hippocampus. And we live those experiences in our minds. And that's what memories are. Like, if you go in and you see, I don't know, a Big Mary, Right? You look <laughs> You look at that big Mary and all oh, of a God, sudden your the body last goes, one tasted some good. I better have another one. Better have another one. But your mind says that is familiar and it draws into the hippocampus and it picks out the memory of us trying to create a jingle for Mary Brown's <laughs> Big Mary Monday. <laughs> big Mary Monday. That's not um, fair because that's the part that I was singing, so you're making fun of me right now. I think it was. I think it was great. I'm still I, a little upset that they didn't use it. I mean, yes, it was. So there was a Mary Brown's contest. You had to come up with a Mary Brown's jingle. You could win free Big Marys for a year. No one yep. deserves this more than Jeff and I because we were already spending a fortune on Big Marys. Yes, and let alone the glory. Also, the glory. But the Triwizard Cup of Big Mary contests. Absolutely, but we. Um, we used the Save by the Bell theme. 
And apparently you couldn't use existing music. It had to be a completely original idea. But I mean, if that wasn't the case, we were brilliant. Oh, if we didn't waste nine hours drinking and coming up with that jingle, I don't know what else we did. Belgian Moon made a lot of money, I'll tell you that much. Yes, honest to God. Uh, But it was funny. But anyway, so your brain sees a Big Mary and immediately replays us trying to do that. Okay, um, and that's that's kind of how that goes. But if something is if something is deemed familiar in your brains, but we fail to recall the memory, that's when deja vu could happen. So let's say you look at that box, that Big Mary. Okay, your brain goes, "Oh, this is familiar. I know this." Evan and Jeff got drunk one night and tried to make a jingle, and it tries <laughs> to go back and find that memory in the hippocampus, but it can't find the memory. Why not? And then, well, that's there's there's that's what I'm trying to say is that there are many reasons why that could happen. Okay. But when it can't pull that memory, then it comes vu. back with you get deja vu of oh my god, I've done this before. Something's happening. I can't figure it out. Why is this happening? Really? That well, that's what I'm trying to say. It, that could be one of the reasons. That's right? fascinating. So like, yeah. So there are times where deja vu happens. This thing has literally is stirring a memory, but you can't think of the memory. Well, it's not so much of you can't think of it the same as you can't think of what you had for lunch last week because you're just distracted. It's there's something could be wrong with how you actually encoded the memory in your brain, right? Like um, but I was also, too it, drunk to remember it. <laughs> you were too drunk. <laughs> so there's four stages of actually retaining memory. So there's the stimuli, which is whatever it is you're trying to remember. There's the encoding. Which is it, which is transferring it into your short-term memory and taking it and processing it. So that would be through your occipital lobe and through the hippocampus, the tectum, all these kinds of things. Whether it's tactile, visual, heptic, all these kinds of things, encoding it. Then there is the storage, which is placing it into either your short-term or your long-term memory. And then there is the retrieval of the memory. Okay, and out of one of those four stages, either you do not interpret the stimuli appropriately. Whether it's you are so focused, like I said, the subconscious and the conscious brain working, you are so focused on one thing. Like right now, I'm staring at the camera of you, but I'm not paying attention to the piano that's in the background, right? Conscious versus subconscious. My subconscious brain is taking awareness of the piano. My conscious brain is not. What piano? There's a piano right there uh, next to me. Oh, in your house? In my house, behind me or in front of me. Oh, there's no piano behind me. No, there's a piano behind me, okay, and very good. or in in, in in next to me. But I mean, like, if we're my, be literal, it's a keyboard. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, so like consciously, I'm not aware of it. I'm aware of what's immediately in front of me: the camera, my beer, the mic. But what is <laughs> sub- <laughs> <laughs> the things that are important to me? My camera. My beard, the mic, Jeff Sims, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, the show's over. Um, you don't even but really then have a beard. I said beer. Oh, beer. I think I said beard. That's not even funny. You've got to work on that diction. Or you got to learn on listening. <laughs> God. God. Um, so there could be an issue with you misinterpreting the stimuli. Okay. There could be an issue on how it's encoded, 
So how the body interprets it, mm-hmm. like whether or not it's going appropriately to the to the correct spaces. But then the storage and the retrieval is where I think realistically it could happen the most. You can have the biggest interruption yeah. um, because the short-term memory can only hold seven to nine items at any given time. Arguably five to nine items. It said seven plus or minus two, which means at any, <laughs> any given yeah. Right. At any given point, you can only remember in your short-term memory five to nine things, okay? And it only lasts a certain amount of time. And then your body decides whether or not it wants to put it into the long-term memory, okay? And it's done so through, there's different tactics and stuff like that. Um, And then there are two types of actual memories. There's explicit memories and implicit memories. So implicit memories is kind of like... uh, automated behaviors, sensory stuff, like riding a bike, things that you don't actively remember, like the classic, oh, people like, you know. Sure, this is just like the riding a bike. This is like riding a bike. You never forget so like, riding a bike. So that's, and then a what, ex- that's a what memory? Implicit. Okay. And then explicit memories are episodes and events. So like this right now is an explicit memory. So, so we're I doing might, something. I might forget this. I, I hope f- you don't. Hopefully I do. Hopefully you do. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> Well, I mean, it has a record of it, so I don't need to remember. I'm not wasting storage in my mind for something that's recorded. True. That's Same. good. That's a good point. Thank yeah. You. But somewhere somewhere along those lines when your body is or when your mind is transferring that from short-term to long-term memory, let's say there's an issue in the encoding or in the storaging of storaging, the storing of from short-term to long-term. Right? I have no choice in this. Is that what you're saying? Yes that just for whatever reason, this particular instance, your body did not decide that, it decided that it was going to erase the short-term memory of what is happening. So you walk into a cafe and you walk into this space and the long-term memory portion exists. So it brings out this familiarity that should exist, but it doesn't. And the short-term goes, Whoa, 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 whoa. We should have been here before, but we haven't been. And so you get this overwhelming instance of deja vu. They know that somewhere in the brain, because there's no identifiable place where some, like if someone were to wear those, like, what are those? What's the scan that they do? MRI. Where like you can, MRI, where you can like, I guess they put dye in the brain. They can see what lights up based on the activity. Mm-hmm. I just threw out one scan that I knew. <laughs> MRI. Scan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if they it were definitely, to do that, MRI is a brain scan, so let's go with that. Sure. Uh, God, I can't wait for people to tear us apart on that one. Um, but let's say they do that, and someone experiences deja vu, and they scan the exact moment when it happens, and they have the brain. It's not the same part of the brain every single time. So they don't know where it happens or how it happens. Oh, so that's interesting. Yeah, so they actually have no, that's what I'm saying. There's no definitive answer as to why it actually happens. People can only speculate on why we feel that way. And they, the only thing they can really say is somewhere in these steps, some, something falls through. So it's either you actually experienced it and you can't remember it. Your body thinks you've experienced it, but you didn't actually experience it. Like you're picking up subconscious cues. Yeah. Like you walk into a room, it looks like a room you've been in before. So then your body's like, hey, that looks like Evan's house, but it's not Evan's house. And then it just thinks you're there again. Um, and it tries to pull the memory. Or you have severe frontal uh, epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope it's not that one. 
But oh, like, God. yeah, I mean, that's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a deep, dark rabbit hole of the internet where people think that deja vu is actually a blip in the matrix that is our life. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it, it does give a fair amount of, I don't want to say legitimacy, but I kind of mean legitimacy. But to the whole, like, I've heard the whole past life thing. Like, you had deja, mm-hmm. deja vu because yeah. you've, you've experienced it in a past life, which yeah. is a theory that I won't dispute because I'm not, I'm not certain that isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and like, you know, it's, it's not disproved. No. They, there was another, uh, video I watched where they talked about frequencies a lot and like multiverses and stuff like that. And that, um, you know, atoms are constantly vibrating and they're within frequencies and that right now we are in our own frequency. We are vibrating to the same tune, so to speak. And that's why. Yes, girl. Okay. (laughs) Come on over. Come on over, baby. (laughs) Name that artist. Um, I don't know. No, really? No. No. I'm going to say 1996. I was going to say Christine Aguilera. And it is. Her first no, you album. Stop it. It is her first album. I was afraid to say it. Nope, you're right. Oh my God. Um, but with the frequencies and the multiverses and stuff like that, that uh, a great example of what they said was I imagine that you're a, a radio. Okay. And you are tuned to 99.1 Hits FM. <laughs> okay. Technically speaking, 101.1, 97.5, 94.7 are all frequencies within the room that you're able to pick up on. Mm-hmm. But you are living in the, I guess, the universe where you're only attuned to that frequency. So that's the only one that you live in, right? Your radio, who you are, and the, the universe that you're living in, the life that you're living in is only tuned into that frequency. And, so, and then sometimes what happens is, is that you'll get a little blip in your frequency or in your movement or in your energy. And you pick up a bit of the 97.5 K-Rock. And you get a bit of that, and that's where you have moments of this as well. It's a little bit but wait, outlandish. Hey, so yes, I mean, no, I mean, it's not. It is, and it isn't. So what you're saying is... I, hmm. There are I, infinite I, amount of Evan Smiths right now. Is that living, what you're saying? Are you basically yes. saying the multiverse theory? Yes, that there are infinite amounts of you living in different capacities and different equations. You are a part of the multiverse thing, right. and that's part of this whole thing. Like, and there's me. Deja... Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, no, you're right. There's you dressed there's in a purple dr- shirt. Yeah. Right. There's me drinking a glass of wine through my mouth. There's me drinking a glass of wine through my nose. There's me yep. drinking a glass of wine through my eyes. There's me somewhere, unbe- unbelievably, there's somewhere me not drinking a glass of wine, which I don't believe. I don't believe out of the <laughs> infinite amount of universes that there's a world where you are not banishing a bag of sour cream and onions and drinking a glass of wine. God, I'd kill for a bag of sour cream and onions right now. Buddy, I got some buffalo chicken dip upstairs waiting for me. Oh, God. You made it? No, one of Catherine's friends dropped it off, and I cannot wait oh, to clue this up so I can drop it dive over now. You're face and eyes into that. Lick oh, the plate down. I got the Tostitos ready to go. Yeah, the scoops. Scooby right out. Scoops. Well, I mean, that was mind-boggling, to say the least. Was it educational? 
Absolutely. I mean, I'd love to hear you recap that. (laughs) I'm not sure I can. Um, All I know is that the hippos do go to campus, but not right now because of the COVID-19 that the campus is closed. Mm. The hippos are doing online courses. (laughs) <laughs> which is hard because they don't have opposable thumbs or fingers. So to try and type is very difficult for those people. <laughs> but um, I mean, basically there's no answer as to why it happens. Correct. But what it is, is that you, you are feel as if you are relieving a memory that ha- hasn't happened to you. Yeah. Right. You get this overwhelming feeling that something is familiar when in turn it's not familiar. Yeah, and, and, and you at, on some level know it isn't familiar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the most important part is, is that yeah. you have to consciously know that it's not familiar. Which is why Tiffany keeps telling me that I'm wrong when I explain to her deja vu. Because I'm like, she's like, no, you can't know what's going to happen next because that's not what deja vu is. Well, no, exactly. That's That's something, that's the... Actually, what she's saying is I'm a superhero and I can predict the future. Can you predict what I'm going to say next? You're going to say, well done, Evan. You just nailed episode one. Well done, Evan. You just (laughs) nailed episode one. (laughs) We did it. We did it. Uh, 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 uh. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, Jeff. More importantly than anyone else. Evan, this has been the best hour and a half of my life bullshit um, <laughs> but I'm glad it was an hour and a half of your life in general whether it was the best or not yeah. is irrelevant just the fact that it happened means that you care about me and and we're going to continue to do this <laughs> and have an enjoyable <laughs> because we're social distancing um, I know no we're physically distancing we are socially being together we're doing a project together we are being friends it's a good point we aren't socially distancing, distancing are we no no oh my god no Lord Dino Man. Lord Dino Man. Well, we are social distancing from a few people we have to thank because uh, Peter Andrew McDonald, he did um, help us out with some. I got a pop filter from him because I was feeling my peas and my. Th- <laughs> I, was, I was feeling a little bit too. I was feeling too much aspiration at the time. He's and, a little hot uh, on the mic. He dropped one off to my door. He he sanitized it well. He said, and uh, and also just a couple pointers on what to do with with audio edits and that kind of thing because he's I think he's now finished his uh I think he's got a bachelor's from Berkeley now in audio Yeah, he did a program in audio design, I think. He also yeah. gave you a lot of pointers is, on life too, I heard. <laughs> I mean, he's just brilliant in general. Who's kidding who? Mm-hmm. Uh we also have to thank Comic David who has designed our logo, our explaining yep. logo and and any of those graphics that you're seeing are, is Kyle McDavid 100%. And also, Kyle put us on to our theme song, which you have heard um, at the beginning and end of our podcast. <laughs> um, Kyle, the day, one of the days we were just sitting at the Governor Pub having a having a beer, talking about the po- what we we're going to do with the podcast. Yep. Kyle, um, we had already asked him to do the graph, the graphic, graphic, the graphic, <laughs> and uh, he. Uh, he just typed, we told him what the title was going to be. It was going to be Splainin. And he typed Splainin into YouTube and found this band and found this song, BFL, Brothers for Life. They have a song called Splainin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is your theme song, by the way. And we're like, um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
And it is. It's, and it uh, is. <laughs> like I said, B of L, Brothers for Life. Um, they're from somewhere in the States. I can't remember where. Nope. Uh, their album is called, one of their albums, I'm not sure how many they have, is Visible Soul. And one of the songs on it is Splainin', which is what we're using for our theme song. We messaged them on Facebook and we said, hey guys, we are pumped about this song. Can we please use this song for our podcast called Splainin'? And they were like, yes, you certainly can. Um, let us know when it airs. We will tune in. I'm like, you're amazing, first of all. Yep. And then they asked they asked a few things about like um you know profit marketing and these kind of things. profit yeah. sharing. I was like, no no no, 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 no. This is just me and my friend Jeff literally talking about bullshit for however long it happens. So you're not gonna make any money from this, but we would be delighted if we can use your song and we will plug it whenever we can. Um, because you are not bullshit and we are <laughs> and um anyway, they were very wonderful and very positive and we are using it. We're delighted about it. I frequently throughout the day just go, you got some splaining. You've got some splaining to do. It's great. It's catchy. It's catchy as hell. And do you know what else is going to be catchy? What? Our podcast. Go on. Yeah. It's going to be super catchy. If you guys love what you hear, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, we have our accounts. It is at the Splaincast, uh, the S P L A I N cast. Um, you can follow us, like I said, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're going to be putting updates, clips. Um, we hope that you guys can comment on things, tell us what you think, tell us what you like. Um, if you didn't like it, you can uh, <clears throat> uh, keep it to yourself. It just hurts our feelings, Jeff. Don't yeah. say a word. If you have a, a question, you like this, and if you're like, there's something I don't understand, and for some ungodly reason you'd like Jeff or I to explain it, you can send that in to us at info.splainin at gmail.com. We will gladly explain it to us. We might have some episodes where like the two of us try and explain one thing to you. It'll be like a like a love note, like a personal love letter <laughs> to you. The Jeff and I will explain the same thing in horrible harmony. Yeah. It will not it will not help. No. But it hopefully will be entertaining, and that's the goal. Yeah. And that being said, we're not going to pretend like we know everything. I'm sure we've made multiple mistakes on on explaining these topics. Um, also, feel free to to chime in. Let us know. Correct us. Um, come on the podcast. Have a chat with us. Correct us. We we can kind of set the bar straight, and we can figure this out together. We're just two idiots trying to navigate our ways in the world. <laughs> Two guys just trying to get through life together. I mean, not physically together. Physically distancing. Physically distancing. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. We'll see you next week, hopefully. See you later, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care. Peace out. Yeah.